sweet land of liberty, our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinach. Welcome back to Freedom's Ring, my friends. My guest today is Frank Schaefer. As close as we get to evangelical royalty, through his father, Francis Schaefer, Frank moved in the highest echelons of evangelical power and influence in his younger days. Frank, your father was best known for his work, How Then Shall We Live?, applying biblical principles to some of the the moral dilemmas of his day. Your latest book, Fall in Love, Have Children, Stay Put, Save the Planet, Be Happy, appears to go in a different direction. What is the theme of your book, and how does this differ from the direction that your father was headed? Well, let me start with the theme of the book. Um, Fall in Love, Have Children, Stay Put, Save the Planet, Be Happy. Other than the Save the Planet part, which could be read as a little bit more progressive, sounds like a very traditional title. And the point of my book is to say that, look, when it comes to what makes us happy as human beings, it is not career, it is not money, it is not position, it is not power over others. In other words, it is none of the things that corporate America and shareholder profits and worshiping the GDP demand of us. And COVID has given us a respite from this not a solution, but it's given us a chance to stand back and say, hey, when we go back to normal, whatever that is, do we want to really return to business as usual? Where, for instance, many women I know have to lie all the time when they do school pickups and pretend they're still at the office because it's not cool to be a woman and a professional and have a family. My daughter is a CEO of a company in New York, and I have information from her in this book that I print where many fathers feel that they won't advance as quickly in their profession if they take time off to be with their children, where it is not cool to have interchangeable partnerships, whether married or pair bonded, or even within the community of single people, non-binary, the gay community, that revolve around relationships instead of jobs. So the book has really three parts. One is a study of evolutionary history. Who are we as human beings? How did we evolve? What makes us happy? Hint, hint, it's to love people and be loved in return. That's what makes us happy because of our, the way we evolve to care for each other. Second, what is wrong with the capitalist American system that has been selling fake family values now as family values, as if somehow family has to come second in all its iterations to commerce? And third, what is the legislative, personal, and spiritual agenda to change these things? And then the first part of your question, how would that differ from my dad? Well, sadly, My dad's work and legacy was perverted in large measure by me as an ambitious young man that pushed him to the right to take a stand on the abortion issue when otherwise he would not have done so. Mm. That's a tragedy. It's of Shakespearean proportions, at least about one family. And because he did a project called Whatever Happened to the Human Race, Everett Koop, who became Ronald Reagan's Surgeon General, the last years of his life were spent in a culture war battle that he would not have been involved with unless I had talked him into doing what C. Everett Koop wanted, which was to make a second film series about the so-called life issues after we made a first film series called How Should We Then Live on Art and Culture? And so I'm very sad about that. I try to set the record straight in part of this book in the forward and other parts of it. But where it really differs is that back in those days, we talked about quote-unquote pro-life, but really we were selling a misogyny agenda. 
of a biblical patriarchal view of male leadership and women were supposed to just shut up and follow along. And that is fake family values. And so fall in love, have children, stay put, save the planet, be happy, puts forward what I think are real family values rooted in our ancestral village of evolutionary development. Things like how our brains developed to have the feelings of love and empathy as the driving force that actually creates bonded communities that care for each other. So the book is different. It's not about the Bible. It's not what Jesus wants us to do. It's about how to be happy in the light of how we actually evolved to be, which is not to be brutalizers of women looking for power over them and our children, but rather to be cooperators. No longer the survival of the fittest, but to put it in the terms that are being used a lot by scientists today, the survival of the friendliest. It's a completely different way to look at things when it comes to human relationships. So, Frank, you know, the focus of Freedom's Ring is really on religious freedom, church-state relations and the like, and both your own personal history and, and some of the things you address in your book. And your comments just now really touch on a couple of these key issues involving the kind of the, the political emphasis of the evangelical world. And two things you just kind of roped into your answer have to do with capitalism and family values. And I, I want to take a minute to explore that. Um, in my research, I'm finding that there are quite a few on, you know, on the right who equate you know, free market capitalism is being biblical. And yet, you know, the Pope, of course, has quite a harsh, the Vatican for a number of years has had quite a harsh critique of unrestrained capitalism. Uh, from your perspective, how do you see the rights view of capitalism and materialism kind of warping, you know, evangelical politics? Well, the irony is, is the right often positions itself as traditionalist. And they're about as traditionalist as Marx, Lenin, and Stalin combined. The evangelical right in America today has nothing to do with tradition when it comes to family structure. Family structure has always been supportive. I grew up in a small farming village in Switzerland, which might have been set in the 19th century, by the way. It wasn't even mechanized in the early 1950s. As a child, I remember seeing wives, daughters, husbands, sons, children, babies, all out in the field together, cutting the hay during the good weather periods in autumn, going into the end of the year helping when it came to slaughtering a pig, sharing the workout between family members and the community. In essence, this traditional little village in a Calvinist country reformed by John Calvin's Geneva back in the day, its structure was, heaven forfend, what Americans would call socialist. And it had nothing to do with state policy. So the problem with this debate between socialism and capitalism and right-wing Christians thinking the, the American shareholder paradigm for profits for Google and Amazon somehow is divinely ordained is that they don't go far enough back in history. And you don't have to go very far back to understand that none of us would be here. You would not be sitting there, Alan, and I would not be sitting here if the human race had adopted this as its method of survival back in the ancestral village of evolution all the way to the present. Look, you're only sitting here this afternoon, Alan, for one reason. Somewhere 10,000 years ago, 50,000 years ago, there was a baby left by a trail to die because a mother had died. And people started passing that child. Somebody stopped and picked the baby up. 
took it back to a village and provided a socialist welfare state for that child by feeding it when it wasn't deserving of being fed because it hadn't earned anything and was not a productive citizen, defended it when it was attacked by a saber-toothed tiger and kept that child and raised it. That's why you're here. And that is why all of us are here. Now, that is not melodrama. That's the story of the human race. And by the way, it's an optimistic story. Because those of us who think everything's going to hell in a handcart and that the environmental catastrophe is going to destroy us and that family breakup is inevitable, we have to understand something. All of the evolutionary forces that made us are pulling in the direction of empathy and cooperation. It's the only reason we are here. The anomaly, the exception, is war, killing, chaos, and selfishness. The rule is empathy and connection. And my book goes back through both our evolutionary tree, as it were, combined with the stories I tell about caring for my own grandchildren to offer an alternative, which is nothing to do with socialism or capitalism, has to do instead with the very fabric of who we are. Now, here's the good news for right-wing Christians. A lot of that happens to coincide very directly with what Jesus said we were supposed to be doing. Right. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. And as someone who has come through that system, I'm happy to adopt that. I'm happy to say, hey, join me in making this a movement. This is not an anti-right-wing book or, or pro-left. This is a pro-human book. It just so happens so was Jesus. It just so happens that we have totally gotten off the mark, both our capitalist society, when we think that the be-all and end-all is to become a billionaire with your own rocket ship on one side, <laughs> and then on the other side, that somehow there's something socialist about helping a single mom with her education and medical bills so she can keep her baby and have a family. This is not socialism. This is the kind of empathy that has kept the human race going. And without it, we're in trouble. And all the facts I cite in my book about the level of teen suicide, loneliness statistics, broken up families, and all the rest of it prove that whatever else is happening, the right wing can't make the argument that this is working. It is not working. By every measurable scale, this is a failing culture on the level of human connection. And fall in love, have children, save the planet, be happy is not a political exercise. It is an exercise in compassion and empathy, which I think includes everyone, whether that's a non-binary mom, a single person, whoever they may be. It has nothing to do with traditional family parenthood, as in everybody's got to be a white 70-year-old male with five grandchildren like me. It has to do with the fact that we are all in the same boat here. And either we live intentionally realizing, and I'll just say something that may surprise people that I put in the book, we are all mothers. And I don't mean that in a gender sense. I mean that like this, Alan, you are mothering me right now because without you, no one's going to hear of my book and I've just wasted six years of my life. But because you are a kind man and an interested man, you have a podcast which has included me. Right now, you're my mom. You're helping me. And you know, if you have a problem, I'll be your mother. And guess what? Played out through our lives. That's the only reason any of us have even survived and done anything. Someone stood up for you. You're standing up for me right now on this podcast. I will stand up for you in another context. If I'm in a supermarket and the woman in front of me with a loaded cart can't pay because something's gone wrong with her food stamp program, I will pay for her cart of groceries. Not because I've read the teachings of Jesus, but because it will actually make me happy because every evolutionary genetic wire in my brain will go off in joy at that moment of sharing. All studies show that far more than if I build myself a rocket ship out of billions of dollars. 
as a human, you're wired to get more pleasure out of picking up the cost of somebody's cart of groceries than you are of any corporate achievement that is offered. So if you're a Christian, good news. This fits in with what Jesus told you. Absolutely. If you're not a Christian, evolution just says the same thing. So let's get past all this socialism BS and start talking about actual human need. And that's what my book does. You know, Frank, listening to you, I'm reminded the passage in scripture that the Lord won't let me let go of in my preaching is the judgment parable of Jesus in Matthew 25, where, you know, the bottom line is our standing with God depends on our compassion, on our empathy and connection, how we treat the least of these. You know, so I'm listening to you expressing it perhaps in different language, but it's very much consistent with what I'm getting from the teachings of Jesus. And, you know, in our legislative work, what I'm finding is that the left is actually far more practical when it comes to family values and the needs of working families. And the so-called family values of the right are very limited and typically the conservatives are unwilling to support things that are beneficial to families. I hope that people jump up and use this book because I've provided an argument where for once there are a few people who voted for Trump and some who voted for Biden can agree on something. And that is that when it gets our priorities about human relationships coming second to business and money, We've got it wrong. It's making us unhappy. Right. Surely this is something the left and the right can agree on. Now, they may not agree with all my argument or all my solutions, but come on, guys, let's have a discussion here and use my book as the start of that. So our guest today, Frank Schaefer, we're out of time. The book is called Fall in Love, Have Children, Stay Put, Save the Planet, Be Happy. It comes out on Amazon in November, but you can pre-order and we'll put a link on the website. Frank, thank you so much for being with us on Freedom's Ring today. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. And as we close, remember, friends, at Freedom's Ring, we don't just talk about religious freedom. We help workers suffering religious discrimination. Check out our legal resources page at churchstate.org. And don't forget, friends, freedom is not free. Be informed. Get involved. Join the North American Religious Liberty Association producer of Freedom's Ring on the web at religiousliberty.info. This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Reinach. Until next week, let freedom ring.